This is a Yellow Wave production. Hey fam, welcome back to Earth to Brit. This week is episode four, part two. NIU, part two, 21408. Not in that order at all, actually, not even close. <laughs> I try. Admit it, I try. Uh, this week, we are wrapping it up as far as what happened on February 14th, 2008 at NIU specifically at Cole Hall and basically just I'm just doing what I can to wrap wrap it up but also end it on a lighter note which is next to impossible because of the subject matter that's the whole thing about season two I even before I started recording season two I've always read true crime all of the podcasts I listen to, except for like one, actually two. There are two that aren't true crime, but everything else is true crime. I am surrounded by it. And then to do it myself takes it to a whole new level. I thought I'd be fine. I thought I'd be a perfect candidate for it. Like I can handle this. This is what I do all the time. Let me tell you right now from experience, waving my hand over here, a white flag, I surrender. This shit is heavier than you can imagine. Uh, I don't know what it is about doing the podcast and focusing on this, but there's something about it where I am, I just feel like I'm being dragged down constantly and I'm the most buoyant person I know. So anyone out there dealing with issues like this, any psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, any doctor, ER people, I'm, I'm sure see a bunch of this shit, cops, firefighters. I don't care what your personal opinion on that profession is, lawyers, for sure. Um, put it aside and just be like a fucking nice human being to them, okay? Because I'm telling you right now, it is it affects you. <laughs> like I have already looked up, and I'm a I got to follow through and go see somebody to talk to. I got I have to go to a counselor specifically because doing this podcast season has pushed me right up to the edge, and I'm about to fall over, and I can't afford to do that. I don't want to do I don't want to fall over because there's no reason to because I feel it's important. I'm called to do this. I need to talk about it. I know that. But I don't need to keep it all in and I don't need to suffer like I've been suffering since season two started. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to find somebody to talk to and to Atticus, seriously, Atticus, go lay down. It's like he knows when I'm upset the most and he just can't help but like make a scene out in the hallway if he's separated from me. I can't even be mad. 
Um, but yeah, you, you just, you need to understand that this is like so exhausting mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And while people who deal with this all the time are doing it by choice, just like I am, that doesn't change anything because sometimes, yeah, you're doing it by choice, but it's because you can't not do it. Like you're so called to do it. So just be nice and be a nice human being. That's all I'm asking. And if you're feeling, whether you're listening and listening along and, and realizing like, yeah, I, I can relate to that. Or if even before you heard this podcast or this episode or whatever, and you can relate to what I'm saying about needing to talk to somebody. I just need a therapist. I need a therapist. I'm a human being, so I need that. We all do. Uh, if that's you re- relating to that, let me know if you need help or if you need guidance on who to talk to. There are so many ways to find a good therapist. There are so many ways to find a good therapist near you, and I'm willing to help you do that because. I know the importance of it, especially now. It's been highlighted so much in the past couple weeks. That being said, this is a lighter episode. Towards the end, I'm going to guess. But um, it, it was a lot easier to record this one than it was the last one. Let's put it that way. Next week, however, I cannot promise anything because I'm already dreading it while equally looking forward to it. And thus is my life with this season of the podcast. Whether or not it stays a true crime podcast, I don't know. That's actually up in the air. There are discussions happening. There are things going on behind the scenes that, I mean, it could go either way. Granted, I have the, I always have the right to walk away. And I'm, I don't want to do that. But I also, like, as of right now, I'm not sure that I can do another season of this right away but then again come next week I could feel totally different who even knows but uh I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a warning not warning because this one is lighter but like uh touch base with you since last week like how have you been did you have a good week what were your highlights what were your lowlights uh what surprised you um I can anyone else even start to talk about the full moon that happened this weekend because I can't. I'm still processing this entire past 2 weeks. Like it was absolutely insane. Way over my head. I had no idea what was coming. Ah, oh, it was just mind-blowing and not even in a way I can Oh, it was so crazy. I felt so out of control. I felt so side swipe like I was bombarded and I had no idea that was happening it was so crazy if you felt that way reach out to me I will fill you in on some crazy shit but until then I'm I'm sorry I'm not sorry I'm trying to delay and stall because I'm waiting for Kyle to give me the sign that we're good to go because I don't really have the time or patience to re-record anything this evening so okay we're good we are good so everything I just said take it with a grain of salt like everything else I say this every time and I'm never gonna stop it is what it is whatever I say if it resonates with you take it if it doesn't leave it 
You don't have to love or hate anything. Just walk away if it doesn't feel right. Uh, But as of this week, we're going to be talking about the the things that happened after the shooting at NIU. The discussions, the surveys, the dilemmas, the vigils, the celebrations, the grieving, the healing, all of it. It's messy. It's unexpected. It's traumatic, but it's also beautiful. Kind of like everything else. Am I right? I hope you enjoy. Let's do it. What does the aftermath of something like this look like? Um, Other than complete chaos and just basically trying to get through the day one step at a time and then to get through the week one day at a time, all NIU Husky sporting events home and away throughout till Sunday were canceled. Most students left campus for the weekend on their own, just by their own decision. A spokesman for the ATF stated that there were agents who were dispatched to the scene to assist and to help trace the weapons used. The FBI also sent agents to assist. According to police, Stephen Kazmierczak removed the hard drive from his laptop computer and a computer chip from his cell phone and did not leave a note that could explain or help anyone understand why he chose a, an oceanology class on Valentine's Day to open fire. Nobody knows. And like I said last week, I don't, I'm not even sure that he knew. Uh, investigators were expected to spend at least three weeks, three more weeks on top of what they were already doing before they released a report on the incident. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's just like, what can you say about something that no one knows anything about, really? On February 15th, 2,000 people gathered on the campus, which was a Friday, for a candlelight vigil to commemorate the victims and, among other public figures, Jesse Jackson and Robert W. Pritchard spoke. In the days after the shooting, the Lutheran Campus Ministry held nightly candlelight vigils, so like every night they would do this for people. All classes and athletic events were canceled through February 24, 2008. However, faculty and staff did return to work on Tuesday, February 19th, and for the remainder of that week, they actually received special information and special training to, first and foremost, help themselves in this because they're the leaders, so to speak, after something like this, um, and to help students once they did end up coming back to class, which was the following week. On February 21st, exactly one week after the shooting, Five minutes of silence were observed from 3.06 p.m. to 3.11 p.m. Central Standard Time, obviously. Accompanied by the tolling bells throughout the community. At a very special ceremony attended by thousands in memory of the victims, which was held at the MLK Commons. Moments of silence were also held elsewhere throughout the DeKalb community. And I'll tell you right now, throughout Illinois, I think, and maybe even the U.S., I, I believe I've read some accounts of moments of silence from each end of the U.S., from California to New York and everywhere in between. There was a special memorial service held in the NIU Convocation Center on February 24th, which was the day before classes resumed. 
in honor of the victims that initiated a set of activities and services that aimed at community recovery. Basically, like, we're going, everything's going back to normal tomorrow. Not normal. That's not what I meant. That's what I said. It's not what I meant. Everything is returning back to classes. Like, you have to go to classes. You have to take that next step. And it was kind of like a way for everyone to come together and heal and continue to heal and to not um, let this hold you back, but also not wallow in it. Like, it was really a healthy thing. It really was. Uh, Unfortunately, it's kind of like snow days in the Midwest. Due to the loss of one week of instructional time in the middle of the semester, they added an extra week in May. That's pretty standard. I mean, it's, you can only have, I get that. I do. Well, in the sense that there's a structure, routine, um, schedule, but I can't even comment on that part so much without getting into a whole other controversial issue. Not about NIU, just about schools in general. So you get what I'm saying. That's pretty standard. You've missed a week. It's, it's, I could see like two days, maybe three where you can accommodate and move things around and maybe pack a little bit more in here or there, but a week is too much as far as the curriculum went for anyone and everyone to be able to say, yeah, we can do that. So that's understandable. Yeah, real quick, I realized I said oceanology. 100% I meant to say oceanography. For some, I make a lot of mistakes because I'm human and that's fine. And I usually, I care, but I just, it is what it is. You've been listening to me hopefully for weeks now. You're used to it. But for some reason, that one really bothered me. And I cannot move forward until I correct it. Oceanography, not oceanology. Also, if you are researching this, or if you have in the past, or if you plan on in the future, you're going to notice that it differs depending on what you're reading. It Some will say oceanography class, and some will say geology it was oceanography, but just think of it like it's not, it could have just been like the specific makeup of the ocean ground and, and all that. Who knows? I don't know why geology was thrown in there, but it was oceanography. Not that it matters, matters, but it's, I like for to keep my facts in line and accurate. That's ideal, obviously. On top of all these vigils and speakings from not necessarily famous but you know what I mean people in the light in the limelight um there were a lot of condolences and tributes from sports teams senators and congress people politicians that's probably the better word (laughs) congressmen and oh my gosh I okay politicians stuff like that. Um, for example, like, uh, George W. Bush was president at the time. And, uh, so he and Rod Blagojevich, which is just funny to think about that he was governor at the time. It's wild. Uh, and then U.S. senators, which again, wild that Barack Obama, one of the U.S. senators who was, came to be our president. It's just so crazy to think about at this time, no one had any clue who these people would turn out to be, which is so fascinating. But that aside, so Barack Obama and Dick Durbin and then U.S. Congressman Donald Manzullo 
they offered their personal condolences to NIU President John Peters and the whole university community after everything happened. On top of, obviously, many local communities, school districts, and a plethora of universities across the United States, those who have also been affected by school shootings and those who haven't. It bonded it bonded a lot of people for the wrong reasons, but it's still, even after tragedy, it's still a bond. The Chicago uh, Blackhawks franchise wore NIU Husky decals on their helmets during their game on Sunday, February 17th, 2008, that was played uh, against Colorado Avalanche. A moment of silence was also observed before the national anthem at the game, and the team wore the same decal during its next two games at the St. Louis Blues and at home against the Minnesota Wild. What's interesting about that is if you've ever watched hockey, Chicago Blackhawks, I don't know if they're the only team, but I'm pretty sure they are, where during the National Anthem, it's not silent. Like, you were pretty much trained and scared to even make a sound during your childhood if you were at sporting events or if you were involved in them. It's like a moment of silence during that. They've never done that. It's like wild. Everyone's cheering and chanting and clapping, and it's actually... It sounds disrespectful, but it's not at all. It, it, I get goosebumps every time I think about it. There's nothing like a Chicago Blackhawks game when it's a home game and they're doing the national anthem and everyone is losing it just in the best way ever. It's so much fun. It's so cool to be a part of. It's so cool to watch. It's so cool to hear about. Love it. So I think that because of that, this moment of silence beforehand I have major goosebumps right now. You should see my arms. To me, that would be even more profound and special and meaningful. And I just I just love that. That's a side note. That's a personal side note from me. Uh, the Chicago Wolves of the AHL held an NIU night during which there was a moment of silence. And NIU stu- students were given the opportunity to participate during the game promotions, which is so cute. The Rockford Icehogs, also of the AHL, wore their red jerseys on the following Friday and Saturday night during the team's two home games at the Rockford Metro Metro Center. They also distributed red and black ribbons and had a 5 foot by 16 foot sign for people to sign their names, whatever, as well as encourage, they also, can I speak or, I swear to God, I can do this, you guys. So they had this sign that they made available for people to sign, like their name, encouragement, whatever. Positive things, not not bad things. And they also encouraged every fan coming to the game to wear red to the game. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, during spring training, Chicago White Sox manager Ozzie Guillen and general manager Ken Williams sported NIU caps in tribute to the victims. For their 2008 season, I freaking love this, the Chicago Cubs flew an NIU flag over the grandstands in the outfield. That entire season. You guys know I don't read this stuff before. That's like really, that's really neat. That's so cool. The entire season. Oh, that's awesome. Plus, the those stands are like known to be like the wild, like fun stands. And I loved sitting in them. Now I sit in like, I'm a little spoiled, like VIP sections. I'm not going to lie, but I will never forget how much fun I have had in the outstands. They're so much fun. That's so cool that they did that. I love that. 
Virginia Tech had a tribute with students wearing shirts saying Hokies for Huskies. <laughs> students wore these shirts during their basketball game against Georgia Tech on February 23rd, 2008. That's so awesome because if you know, obviously, I hope you know. I hate that you know if you do, but I hope that you know because, again, it happened. We need to talk about it. Virginia Tech had a shooting that was absolutely insane. It is I don't know the statistics, but it is the numbers of those injured and died, those who were killed and died, are alarming and outs- outstanding and not in a good way, obviously. It's absolute, It's just, oh, it's incomprehensible, I think is a good word. I, there's a better word, but I can't think of it right now. But it's it's so, I can't even wrap my mind around it. So for them to do that is really, really neat. It's, it's, a, it's an extra bond because it's like, hey, same here. Like, we've been through this and it is bullshit. But we've got you. It's, it's just really special. John Bon Jovi offered his condolences in a Billboard magazine article after his band uh, Bon Jovi was forced to cancel rehearsals slated to begin on February 14, 2008 at the NIU Convocation Center, which was in preparation for the North American leg of the Lost Highway Tour. So he was scheduled to perform that weekend, and obviously that was like a, nope, can't, can't do it. Um which sucks and I think it's neat that he reached out as well because he knew he was aware of why and felt the need to make his feelings known as well. I think a lot of people did that to be honest. There's names in here that we we don't hear about because for whatever reason they're not famous enough so to speak or it's not as relevant or who knows. Also there's like I said, thousands who were doing this around the area and around the U.S., so probably in other countries. I mean, when something like this happens, humans come together. And it's really, it's like, it's the most tragic thing because it's the reason it's so beautiful to see and everyone's together and it's such, it really is beautiful. But the reason why is not beautiful at all. It's horrible and it's painful and it's unnecessary, and it's confusing, and we'll never understand, and we're not meant to, because stuff like that, you're not supposed to understand, because it's not, it's not who we are. It just means there's something more going on, and that is meant to be understood 100%. You better believe it. Um, it's, it's, it's pointless to get so angry at the perpetrator and just hate him and what does that do for you it doesn't do anything for you it doesn't do anything for him it doesn't do anything for anyone it actually makes things worse and that anger I mean you got to feel your feelings but you've also got to work through it and let that shit go because there's much to be understood from these situations if we allow it if we push ourselves to do that if we can just say yeah, I need to be angry and I need to vent and I need to grieve. But when we're done with that, look at the whole picture. Because again, like I said, with this mental illness being his reasoning, like actual authorities, that's what they just, that's what they found in their investigation, that that's the reason this all happened. If somebody has 
cancer and is vomiting because of nausea, you don't get mad at them for that. It's the same thing with mental illness on a whole different scale. And I'm not saying that it is an excuse. There is no excuse. But take that part away and you have to realize he is just as much a victim. And I know it's really hard to hear that. It's very hard for me to say that, but it's true. I just need you to understand. I'm not saying it in the way of looking for pity. I'm looking for everyone to realize that and wake up so that there's no us versus them. We're all in this shit together, always, good or bad. We need to help each other out because I say it all the time, and this is one of my favorite quotes, and I believe it's from Rumi. I could be wrong. If I find out I'm incorrect, I will do my best to correct that, but we are all just walking each other home. That's all we're doing. We are literally in this together every step of the way. So when one of ours goes astray and does something like this, let's not wage war on that person or that family because they're victims as well. Everyone's a victim, okay? We're all victims. So to get mad at other victims, that's pointless. It doesn't even make sense. So just stop. Take a second, feel your feelings, feel that anger, grieve, do what you have to do. You have every right to do that. You have every right to be angry. But once you get past that, you and, and you need to, it's time to figure this out. It's time to find out the reason, the root cause. Band-aids, I'm not, I'm not here for the band-aid shit. Don't give me a band-aid. Find out what's wrong at the root as a whole and let's heal together and work towards better, better procedure, better acknowledgement, better recognition, better treatment, better understanding, better empathy, just we can be better. And we didn't do anything wrong. I'm not saying that. It's just you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And when you do know, you can't, you can't go, once you know something, you can't go back. And it's uncomfortable and it's painful sometimes. But once you are aware of something, you can never go back and not be aware of that anymore. And I think more of us are becoming aware and waking up and seeing the bigger issues. And once you do that, there's no going back. You can try. Most of the time, you won't try. You won't even try to do that because you know it's pointless. You know something and you can't unknow it. I hope that makes sense. Give me a second. I got to do a quick break. Maybe some sponsorships. We'll see. And I'll be back Also, I did promise last week I will end this on such a way better note, and I will, because I need it as well. I need that too. I have been, I was so excited for season two. I'm still so excited, and I love it. It's just, I really am being made aware that I cannot look into this stuff, research this stuff, talk about this stuff, listen to this stuff all the time without having it take a toll on me and it has shown up from day one the toll has been taken from day one and I am feel like I'm just beating I'm being beaten down so I have to take care of myself too which tells me if you're listening to this every week with me you might not be inundating yourself in it and you don't need to I don't need to but you you probably need to pick me up as well chances are high that you need to pick me up as well so don't worry, that will come, I promise, when we get back after a few messages and a little bit of a break for me, the girl behind the microphone.
Illinois State Crime Stoppers Association is a broad-based crime-fighting and crime-prevention program whose mission is to develop and facilitate Crime Stoppers programs through the state of Illinois. In order to accomplish this mission, the Illinois State Crime Stoppers Association will strive to promote through marketing and awareness the concepts of Crime Stoppers by facilitating the partnership between the community, media, and law enforcement for the purpose of crime fighting and crime prevention, to promote the creation of local and scholastic Crime Stoppers programs throughout the state, to provide leadership through the use of an annual state conference, continuing education, resources, statistics, and mentoring, as well as maintaining, improving, and expanding training programs to maintain a high level of program standards through a system of certification. To communicate through networking and publication and to provide representation at the local, state, national, and international levels. To secure and provide funding to meet state association goal. If you would like to give a tip, please call 1-800-222-TIPS. That's 1-800-222-TIPS. For more information, visit www.illinoiscrimestoppers.org. Again, for the people in the back, that's www.illinoiscrimestoppers.org. All right. A lot of you are wondering, I'm sure, that... Not wondering. You're concerned about what to do with the place this happened at. Kind of like if something bad happens in a house or if somebody has been killed in a house or anything tragic in a house. You want to move or you want to do something. You know what I mean? Well, you can't move out of Cole Hall because it's so huge. Not so huge. It's an auditorium. But it, I mean, you can't move the whole college so you got to do something with it. So what they decided to do was, for a while after everything happened, it was closed to the public. And the classes that were usually held in there, they were relocated to different areas. They made room. Uh, on February 25th, then-Governor Rod Blagojevich, our boy Rod, who just, it's insane. That's That's so wild. And University President John G. Peters proposed the demolition of the current Cole Hall. The proposal came as a response to, to the traumatic memories of the students who have to attend classes in the building. So this proposal stated that they would tear down Cole Hall uh, and leave the site as a memorial site and erect a new building called Memorial Hall nearby, which, insane as this sounds, like this is so wild, at a cost of approximately $40 million. So as you can imagine, there's going to be a lot of opinions on this, a lot of feelings on this, just from every direction. And that's natural. But something on this level is just, uh, I, I remember when this was happening, and I still didn't even know what I thought, like, not that I'm right, just what were my what were my thoughts, what my opinions were. I have no idea. Because it's like, how do you... How do you do something to help everyone when everyone's so different and their needs are so different? You know what I mean? So yeah, due to mixed emotions on the decision, President Peter sent out a message to all NIU students via their student email accounts, soliciting comments from students and the extended NIU family. Like, let me know your thoughts. What? How do you feel about this? Does anyone have any ideas? On top of that, they actually 
established a committee that would help reach a consensus on the future coal haul. So whatever's going to happen, they had a whole committee for it to basically take in all the stuff, all the inquiries, do all the research, all of that. The same people, which is smart, I think. I mean, that's pretty smart because to have everyone doing that or multiple people and then switching it out, that's not ideal because it just it's too unstable. Um, 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 oh yeah, so on May 8th, 2008 still, it was announced that Coal Hall would be remodeled inside and out. And that would only happen because it was pending on $7.7 million in state funding. So the reason they made this decision is because there were conversations between Dr. Peters and the members of the campus community, as well as the results of an online survey that was taken by students and faculty. So they basically covered their ground, asking everyone on campus, faculty, students, extended family, so like a student going there, their family, and then the community, just they really did cover their bases, I have to say. So then on August 27th, and this is 2009, the NIU Board of Trustees approved a $9.5 million budget on the Coal Hall renovation project. Approximately $8 million of that would come from the, before they talked about this, the state funding. So the $8 million instead of $7.7 would come from state funding, and then the rest from student fees. The East Auditorium, which was the scene of the incident, will no longer be used for classes, and a replacement lecture hall, instead of using that, will be built somewhere else on campus. That was the plan. So then January 27, 2010, two years after, Illinois Governor Pat Quinn, by Rod, peace, <laughs> came to the NIU campus to release the funds for the renovation of Cole Hall. So then, another year. I mean, it's crazy how much time it takes to get things moving. It really is interesting. So on January 4th, nope, 14th, 2011, the reconstruction at Cole Hall officially started. The building was reopened on January 17th, 2012. Cole Hall now houses the Anthropology Museum, which was housed previously in the Stevens Building. So... 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. It's crazy, the impact of this. Moving along to a memorial garden, there's a memorial garden and a sculpture. Sculpture. (laughs) Alliteration. So on October 2nd, 2009, we're going to back it up again. A metal sculpture that was designed by artist Bruce Nimi, entitled Remembered, was unveiled at Northern Illinois University. The sculpture is part of a garden built in remembrance, obviously, of the victims of the NIU shooting, and it's located directly across from Cole Hall. The the memorial area also features five red granite walls erected in a half-circle pattern, which read, Forward Together, Forward Together, Forward. Um, the phrase, so this is like, I was just about to explain this and I'm realizing they're going to do it for me. Awesome. The phrase forward together forward was actually borrowed from the university's fight song. It became a motto the day of the shooting and the theme that they used as a community, um, 
it started with that, but then we used it as a community for the healing that it takes after this shooting and this tragedy and just the aftermath is just never, it's never ending. There are still feelings and traumas experienced right now at this very moment from this happening. It's just the way it is. You don't just get over anything ever, good things and bad things. So I just, I do think it's interesting that from that day, day one, forward, together, forward, together, forward, became, it was just everywhere right away. Uh, And this explains why, and I think that's pretty cool. So good on you. You did good. Uh, Each wall features the name of one of the students who died in the shooting. So each student gets their own red wall. There is a walking path uh, with benches included so that people can walk through it. And then it's extra nice because it's surrounded by trees and shrubbery. 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 What is that? Shrubbery. Trees and shrubbery. Think landscaping. Think peaceful. Think greens and beautiful. Uh, what's also really, I just this part really I love because this there's no way this was cheap. This memorial was funded entirely by private donations. So I think that's cool, but also like, I'm glad that people did that and donated to have that happen because it it needed to. Like, you can't just have something like that go on without any form of recognition. But it's also like, again, this is another debate I just can't get into tonight. The cost of college and like, can you not handle that? Or it just, we're not going to touch that. I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole because... Hold on, I got to type in my password. Thanks, Kyle. Um, because we, I don't have time for it and I'm not in the mood for it because this is a good episode. Not a good episode. We're going to start now ending things lighter because I can't. I just can't wait to be talking about some fun, happy stuff. Which, again, stay tuned because I have a little bit of a teaser news. And some fun games like question therapy probably because this girl needs therapy do you you want to do some question therapy with me awesome let's do it give me five i'll be back get ready i am back to wrap this shit up and also to bring a little bit of sunshine laughter hopefully, if not, whatever, it's got to be better than what I've been talking about all of season two. So I thought, you know what, what have I not done in forever that always makes me feel so much better? It's so much fun. I have no idea what's going to pop up. It's keeps me on my toes, completely distracts me and just, it's like a palate cleanser. That would be question therapy. That's right. We have not done it in forever. And I'm so Oh, I'm so ready. Hold on, give me a second. I got to plug this in because it's about, oh my gosh. Just like all of my electronics need to be plugged in at the same time. Does anyone else run into that problem? It's like, I only have so many plugs. I only have so many chargers. Can somebody help a sister out? Okay, so yeah, question therapy. For those of you who are new to joining, listening this podcast, thank you. Welcome. I hope that you're enjoying everything. I hope you like it. Um, 
<laughs> for those of you who have listened in the past and are like my regulars, my fan, Malie, like I like to call you, again, thank you. I love you guys. Without you, I would just be talking to myself. That's literally what would be happening. But because of you, that's not the case. So it makes me feel good, like I'm actually reaching people, and I really like it. I really, really do, and I, I'm so grateful for your enjoyment. Like, I'm so grateful for your liking this enough to listen every week and to follow me and to get excited. I love it. Thank you. That's number one. Number two, I want to remind you people who have been listening consistently, I want to remind you what question therapy is because it really has been a long time. I don't know the last episode that I uh, did it with, but it was not recently at all. I'm, I don't even remember, but I know it was season one and probably mid-season. Like, it's been a really long time. So what I do is I have, I cannot remember the amount, like a thousand questions, maybe even more to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 5,000. It's a lot of questions into this simulator where I just shake it up. And then once I'm done doing that, a question will pop up. And I don't know what it's going to be. So I, I don't skip questions. I want to a lot of time. Like a lot of the time I want to skip something. But don't we all, if we were playing a game and we get cards, we're like, oh, I want to switch these out. You always want something different than what you have. It's human nature. It's fine. So the fun part is not skipping and not knowing what's coming up. And then you answer honestly, even if it's the last question you want to answer, or even if you don't feel like it at the time, but you would love to be asked this question later on, you don't get to decide. So it's a lot like life um, because you have no control over it. And I also want to remind you, even though there are so many questions in there, and I'm not, I don't think I've had a uh, question come up twice yet, but if it does, I'm going to answer it. I'm not going to skip it like, oh, I've already answered this. No, because my answer might be different, but also it's like tarot. You pulled that card for a reason. You pulled that question for a reason. So I take it as it comes and I answer it. Whether I want to or not, doesn't matter. So let's do this. Hold on. I need a drink. I'm like so parched. Okay. Oh, okay. Waiting for this to load. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Okay, so this is basically a remember, like a reminder to me. Hey, girl, you might be trying to do good and and lighten the mood, but it's not law of attraction necessarily, but kind of because what I do all day, every day, and think about question number one comes up and it relates. Where do you feel the safest? Honestly, it's not so much a place as it is a feeling. Like I could be in my house and if the right circumstances are come about, like if my husband's gone and I hear a weird noise or I've watched too many scary movies or read something right before bed that I really shouldn't have, I can feel so unsafe. But I would normally say my home because it's the place I have most control over. Um, I can close the close the blinds, close the blinds, I can open them, I can make sure all the doors are locked. I'm 
aware of sounds here so i know it is a, a 1920s house that was actually originally built in 1901 but i can i know like if i hear a certain creaking what it is certain sounds whatever it's like a safe place in that way but it i'm not under the delusion that i'm safe here because like i really don't think i'm safe anywhere but as long as i am paying attention and aware of things and not obsessing over it, but not feeling invincible or just like I can go out to my car and get in my car. Yeah, you should be able to, but if there's a psychopath out there or somebody who wants to do harm to you, there's nothing stopping them. You're the one stopping them. In, and the only way you can do that is by paying attention. So I don't know if that answer made sense. I, I'm a little rusty in this game, as I just forewarned you, but I would have to say home with the caveat of not anywhere unless I'm paying attention. And even then, you can pay attention. You can do all the right things. You can be rude. You can be mean. You can just stand up for yourself. You cannot care about hurting someone's feelings if you get bad vibes. You're not safe anywhere. <laughs> Hate to tell you that. But you can do things like what I just said, all those things plus more, which actually is going to be a future episode, fun fact. And... Uh, to basically give yourself the best best chance, but you're not safe anywhere. So I feel like this game is falling flat on its fucking face. <laughs> Let's lift you guys up. Also, my answer, you're never safe. Sorry. I mean, geez, Louise. Oh. Let's hope that question number two is much lighter and not related to anything safety or depressing or anything like that. Here we go. All right, question number two. Loading, loading, loading. <clears throat> um, come on now. You can do it. You can totally do it. There we go. All right, what do you say during awkward silences? Uh, nothing. I actually, I mean, that changes moment by moment because I'm not a, it's not like a, if, if I ever have an awkward silence, I'll say this. I am constantly readjusting depending on the situation, the feeling, what's happening. I'm very intuitive and very aware of that and in tune with my intuition. Sounds kind of crazy because you're probably thinking if you're intuitive, you, you know it. No, 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 no. Not true. In fact, that's a whole other thing that I just can't get into. But that's not true. You have to really pay attention and just adjust. But anyways, I don't say anything. Actually, what I do is I immediately stop and don't do what my brain is saying, which is say something, talk about the weather. Like it's always weather shit. I swear, let me know if you feel the same. But I, for me, it's like, say something about the what? No, 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 no. Nope. I completely stop. I don't say anything. I sit with that uncomfortable feeling that is also known as awkwardness. It's almost the worst. And then I, I go, honestly, I start to like feel my breath and just go back to my breath because that will always just center me. And then I go from there. And sometimes it's still like, stay silent. Don't say anything. Sometimes it's, 
ask them some question that pops up that I don't know why, but it just pops up and then they just go, they'll either light up and, and get so excited about it or they'll be like, how did, how did you know that happened? Or, I don't even know how to explain it. It's really kind of crazy. This question is making me think I need to start wearing a GoPro cam so you guys can b- see this shit so that you believe me because it sounds like what I'm saying is so made up. But uh, yeah, I don't say anything at first. And sometimes I still don't say anything, but it, it what I do is once I feel that feeling of uncomfortableness, um, awkwardness, just like, I don't like this, I just slow down, zero in on myself in the situation and pay attention and just like focus on now. I, I become very present. That's a great, okay, so I become very grounded and very present And then I go from there and it doesn't always look the same. And sometimes it looks way different than other times. And sometimes it's like, it feels like I'm gambling and I'm just like, I don't know why I feel this way to say this or do this, but I just, it's so strong. And then I do it and it pays off. Basically, it's never not paid off. I'm very awkward. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to awkward silences, I handle those with total grace and my success rate is very high. Don't ask me to explain it. Coming from an awkward person majority of the time. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so awkward a lot of times that that's like my saving grace. Like kind of like it's only fair that because you're so awkward that you have some moments of not that. (laughs) I don't know. But that's what I do. I stay silent and then I go from there. Question number three waiting for this to load. I like to wait for it to load before I start recording because I, again, that's why I don't read my stuff before I start recording because I want it to be real. And I like to think I'm a good actress, but I can't be fake. So like, I'm not actually a good actress at all because if I'm not feeling it, it's not happening. And I want it to be Uh, authentic. So here we go. Finally. Okay. Loaded. So again, this is question. Hold on. I have so many things popping up on my phone right now that I need to get out of. I wish I could lock this. So it's like once I'm in here with these questions, then that's it. No interruptions. Maybe that's something to ponder. Anyone out there really like computer savvy? Get on that. So Question number three is, who would play you in a movie of your life? Why? Two people come to mind. Gwyneth Paltrow and Reese Witherspoon. And yes, I know if you know me at all in the past, I've had like those fun little celebrity tests where you send in your picture, blah, blah, blah. Those two have always come back as my lookalikes, but that's not why. Gwyneth Paltrow, just because I relate to her on a level that I can't, actually quite describe it almost feels like I I just feel like we've experienced or I see I can't explain it I just can't I feel connected to her in a way that I just cannot like a very strong connection that's just there and so I could see her playing me very well But with Reese, 
there's she's just like a goddamn spitfire and i feel like i am too but in a way that our opinions and our beliefs and our what we take a stand on and our demeanor and our the way we talk the way it just feels like she's a sister and i have to say if somebody said right now we're going to do a movie of your life let's look up some actresses like let's let's figure out who's going to play your part obviously the first thing i'm going to do is probably pass out or vomit everywhere or just like do something so incredibly crazy cuz i that would be a mind blowing thing crazy could i mean i don't even know what i would do i don't know what like i'm smiling right right now what would you do by the way you're supposed to be answering these questions for yourself right along with me so like whether you write them down and answer them after or at the same time i don't care just that's part of the fun is everything that i'm asked and answering you're supposed to do it too and if you want to send me your uh answers that would be awesome i will always anything you send me i will love it which a side note within a side note don't worry, I'm going to get back to the main question and answer. But I've had a lot of fan mail that I, I've only read one thing, I think. That's something that you can look forward to in the future, like in the very near future. Especially since we need to lighten the mood every episode. And I don't know that I'm always going to be in the mood for question therapy. So I thought fan mail, um, suggestions, stuff like that. Anything you send me, voice messages, that's a thing too. You can click on the link and send me a voice message. And if you don't want me to put it out, I won't. But that's always an option. If you want to know more about that, reach out to me. I will explain it in greater detail. But it's super easy and it's so much fun. But that's something to look forward to. So feel free to do that if that's something that will entice you to cooperate with these question therapy, with the podcast, all those things. But back to Reese, I, I would, I, I would probably, I don't even know. I, th- I really think I might pass out, or I would completely shut down and just like not even be able to speak <laughs> or interact. But I would, I would want her. I feel like she would be the most natural that I know of, which is crazy because there are actresses out there that aren't famous so to speak that we don't know about that would probably blow my mind away and that to me that would be really cool to find one somehow but as far as like people we all know well-known faces well-known people well-known actors and their methods I would say Reese Witherspoon for sure for endless reasons we could go on all night I don't have the time you don't have that time She's a badass. She's amazing and I love her and I love her work and I just resonate with her. She resonates with me. She's amazing. So she would be the one I would want. And the one I th- the reason I would want her is because I think she would do a really really good job and it would be so accurate. Blake Lively comes to mind but only because ever I don't know why. I I see it sometimes but like everyone tells me like she is your freaking twin and I just it's something that I guess I can like I said sometimes see partly but I can't understand why people immediately come to me with her and say how much I remind them of her or vice versa and 
So maybe because I'm not sure where that's coming from completely. I don't know. But so she would be a third too. Like, so like one of those three, but I'm, I prefer Reese. Well, right now, because who knows, maybe if I knew more about those other people or somebody I don't even know about yet, I'd pick them. Either way, I feel like I'm getting way too detailed into this and I don't want to do that. I'm tired. I just want to relax and just pointless, mindless stuff right now. And this isn't it. So maybe question therapy isn't the answer. <laughs> I tried. I tried and I, I brought my best self forward. However, I just, I, I'm in that kind of mood where you just want to talk about stuff that does not matter and eat a bag of chips, like a whole family size bag, but no one else gets it. Like just you eat them. That's not usually me. I usually, if I'm talking, I want to talk about stuff that matters, but it's different with a podcast because sometimes you don't get that chance. Like if you have to record, you got to record, you got to get in the mood. It's like acting. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not feeling this question therapy. So I think I'm going to stop and eat a bag of chips. So there's that. (laughs) While every shelter pet is unique, Some love a good game of fetch. Others would rather snuggle on the couch. There's one thing they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season or anytime, make sure to visit theshelterpetproject.org. Again, for those of you in the back, that's theshelterpetproject.org. Dot org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. There we have it. That's a wrap. Uh, we're done with NIU because I could go on probably for years, but the same is true for every episode, every topic. I have to rein myself in and cut myself off. And I'm telling you right now, that's the hardest part of this whole thing, to be honest. It's like, when when is too much? When is not enough? It's insane. So when I lose myself in the moment and can just like let it out and let it go, that's ideal. But it's not always captured in the studio. So I hope I did a good enough job for you and kept your interest and taught you some things because like I said in the beginning, I learned some things myself and this was my school, one of my schools. I went to three, well, I went to two schools, but that's another story. Um, next week, I'm not going to reveal what I'm doing yet because it's actually more complex than I realized. It's pretty heavy and I'd never even heard of him before, but it's a doozy. So if I'm not able to pull it together next week, I'm going to have to pull out something that I've got on a back burner. Either way, it's going to be dark as always. Um, Interesting, fascinating, and just something to really make you think and 
not entertain in that way, but damn, it's definitely interesting. So look forward to that next week. Let me know if you have any questions or reach out to me if you want to be featured in future episodes. And oh yes, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. I did forget to, earlier I had mentioned that I had a teaser. Well, I have a couple teasers now because after I thought, after I mentioned that, another one came out and then I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. But unfortunately, I can't talk about either one yet. So just know there is some awesome shit in the works that I am not even just excited. There's no words for it. I am ecstatic. I get goosebumps, full body chills every time I think about it. And so it's just so exciting and it's going to be great for everyone. So you have things to look forward to in the future. I'll keep you updated as soon as I'm able, but just know big things are happening as always. And, uh, basically if you want to know the truth, we're only here for five minutes. So everyone you love, whether you're fighting or not, just tell them you love them. Let everyone, you know, how you feel and just try to reach out more to people. Those, you know, those you don't just be kind, be patient and keep in mind the fact that we are so incredibly resilient, but we're also so incredibly fragile as human beings. And it's terrifying and exhilarating and opposite ends all the time. Basically we're, we're full of oppositions. Like it's, it's wild, but you're not, you are not indestructible and anything can happen. And no matter how strongly you feel at one moment, when you see somebody or talk to somebody, like you never know when it's the last time for you or them. So without letting that drag you down into the depths of just despair, let it keep you friendly and keep you alive and keep you open and keep you honest and keep you loving and sharing your feelings all the time because that's like the best thing you can do for anybody. When I talk to somebody and I'm with spending time with somebody and they're so open like that, God, do I appreciate that? Like more than anything, it's like the best Christmas gift times 10 times 10 times 10. And I do my best to be the same way. Just bring your best self to the table every day. Okay. But also you're allowed to have some moments. Trust me, you are allowed to have those moments. You're human. All I'm saying is don't let it envelop you. Don't get caught up in drama just to be caught up in drama. Keep in mind at all times that you are not indestructible and neither is anybody else. I love you all. Always. I'm so grateful for you and your listening and your support and everything. And I cannot wait for next week because this one was a little too close to home. And, uh, I didn't know it until I was doing it, and you know me, I follow through. So, lesson learned. However, I hope I did a good enough job to actually have an impact. That's my only goal. Love you guys. I will see you next week. Bye. Cause we the greatest so many offers on the table, we ain't signed shit. You think it happened overnight, but we designed it. 
I'm out of line, but now the stars is in alignment. It's a galactic, but Bimby, where they do that at? So many offers on the table, we ain't signed shit. You think it happened overnight, but we designed it. I'm out of line. the fucking greatest now. Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Earth to Brit Pod. Emails can be sent to earth to Brit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Piss out. This is a Yellow Wave production.